Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. we got to get some more players and things, but I'm real confident that we can get it back to what is a respectable plus for the, for the state of Arkansas. And to be honest with you, that's really what I'm worried about. I'm not worried about my job. I'm not worried about, I'm worried about the damn state of Arkansas and having them proud of our football team. Hell, I'm not right now, and I know they ain't, and I get it, but... It's, I'm the only one that can change it. So we're going to work like hell to get that done. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. One hour down, two hours to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's Reaction Monday, presented by Fleet Management Services. We're going to be having Chris Gordy on, joining us here in just a little bit, talk a little uh, SEC football, but also the World Series. He's been covering it with a big Game 7 uh, happening between the Rangers as well as the Astros. So a big one there in the state of Texas. So we'll get to that in uh, just a little bit, too. But let's go ahead and uh, see if we can get Shane and Benton in here real quick before we do that. What's up, Shane? Hey, guys. Uh, I just don't like to say much. I just want to say that uh, I think it's time for Chris Will. I, I, I don't have any faith in uh and KJ, I think he just, for whatever reason, has got something's got in his head. So, but I'm saying put in Criswell. Well, I mean, Shane, I don't, I don't know, dude. Like, I, I get it. I want to see what it looks like, I guess, on against Florida with KJ still in there, though. Like, I'm not saying Criswell is not a capable quarterback, but I'm still a big fan of KJ. I'm a believer in KJ. KJ has proven that he can win in this conference and that he can be successful in this conference year after year. It's just a matter of the offense just not being good and everything looks bad. Everything's gotten worse. Everything, the offensive line's gotten worse. The wide receivers have gotten worse. Everything's gotten worse. And so, you know, just throwing Criswell in there, I mean, what is that going to solve if the offensive line can't block for him? I, 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 and also, you're, if you do that to me, you already fired Enos. If you do, if you bench KJ, you fired KJ as well, and KJ doesn't deserve that. To me, that's how I'd look at it. You fired KJ, and you don't need to do that. There, there's, there's still something you got to see in how this plays out. I'm not expecting much. I don't think anyone should be expecting much, but uh, I don't think that uh, will change anything. But who knows? Maybe if the Florida game really goes bad again, and offensively, maybe they make a change if he's struggling and playing bad. There could be a lot of different things there too. But we'll talk about that and a lot more, of course, as we go to the phone lines and welcome in friend of the show who does a great job covering all things sports, but especially with the Locked On SEC podcast and Sports Talk 790 down in Houston. It is our friend Chris Gordy. And Gordy, as always, appreciate you joining us this afternoon, man. How you doing? Yeah, man. Counting down the days till uh, uh, Razorback basketball, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. In fact, uh, this weekend they have an <laughs> exhibition game against Purdue. I don't know if uh, you heard about that, but that's what a lot of people are wanting to shift their goals towards because right now, man, uh, yeah, we'll start there because I do want to get your thoughts on the world or uh, on the Major League Baseball playoffs and everything. But man, uh, seven to three—that's that, that takes a lot of talent to have an SEC game go that way. But especially when you lose it at home, only scoring three points. <laughs> yeah, man, that, that was as ugly as it gets, and and I mean, just a, a slap in the face. You know, the you know Sam Pittman has done a good job of at least you know keeping these guys you know, effort out there and, and playing close games. And I, I get it. I mean, almost every one of these losses by, by one score or less outside of the A&M game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, that that game was there for the take. I mean, you have K.J. Jefferson. I don't care if Rocket, you know, isn't isn't in there. Like, K.J. alone should be able to get you at least 20 points himself. 
and to go out there and put three points out there, I mean, what what an absolute dud of a hiring that the Danny knows hire was. I mean, I was I was optimistic. I thought it would I thought it might work. Um, you know, everybody was kinda out on Kendall Bryles and felt like it had kind of run its course and you know, obviously Barry Odom, you know, it was just felt like it was time to turn the page. But you know, I said this about Sam Pittman when he got the job. There have been a lot of parallels from him and Coach O in that, you know, CEO type head coaches are only as good as their coordinators, and when and when you have two really good coordinators, man, you look like a G, you look like a great head coach. But when you don't, when you when you have a coordinator hired that's a dud, well, it's going to come back on you, and it's going to look really bad. And that's that's where we are right now. And um, you know, I, I don't know, man. At least you know Auburn is a winnable game. You should beat FIU. Uh, Missouri looks a little bit more daunting now than they previously did, and, and going to the swamp is never easy, even when Florida's not great. So. Uh, I don't know. I mean, can they win out? Yes. But, man, there just has to be drastic improvement on this offense, particularly the offensive line, um, you know, the receivers. I've been kind of disappointed with. It's, it's just disappointment all around with this Arkansas team. Um, but, again, like if we want to play ultimate optimist, five of the six losses were all close. You still see an effort out there from the guys. And can you win out, win these last four? Yes. But I don't know if a lot of people are getting rah-rah excited about winning out and going to the Independence Bowl or something. Chris, what kind of changes can be made to the offense and making a change like that at this point in the season? Now, they do have the luxury of a bye, so they'll have time to make some plans and try to change some things before that next game going on the road against Florida. But it's a desperation move. What what can be done to make some changes with that offense at this point? Well, look, I, I get back to – I want to get back to – what KJ was doing last year and the year prior. I mean, you know, there, there were times where they would run, uh, you know, bootleg action with him, get him out in space where he has the option to, to, to throw it or or, uh, or run it. And, you know, I, I just, like, I feel like the runs have not – there's been no running lanes there. Um, you know, just traditional uh, drop back and pass and, and, and pocket collapses around him. That, that's not working. So – I would I would almost try to incorporate some of that stuff. Look, the offensive line's been a work in progress all year. You guys know it. Um, they've, they've, they've underachieved. But I would just like to see KJ getting out in space a little bit more and having that option of, of finding a receiver or, or taking off and running himself. But um, I don't know, man. I don't know how much you can fix just with, you know, just the, the offensive line not being that great. The run game has been, you know, kind of hit or miss. Um but, yeah, that, that's that's what I would want to see. I mean, K.J. throwing for 97 yards. It's absolutely ridiculous for a guy who was, you know, preseason all-SEC all quarterback on, on a lot of those watch lists and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, i, I got to at least use K.J.'s arm while, while I got him and and, and let's, let's score some points and put, and put up some yardage. I mean, it's absolutely um, ridiculous what, what that team did on Saturday. So what do you make of this the situation that Sam Pittman finds himself in, Gordy? Because – Here's the deal. These games have been close and the effort's been there and all of those things. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're still losing. And then it's weird because last year, defense was the worst you've ever seen and the offense was good. And then this year, it's completely flipped where Arkansas's defense is actually, statistically at least, much, much improved. One of the better ones in the SEC. And the offense is dead last. Like, it's almost like everything that Sam Pittman does that's really good, like hiring a great defensive staff and doing recruiting, there's always these things that end up happening to kind of offset it a little bit. So just what do you make of, of his current situation and also the, the hot seat that he may be on this year? Yeah, I, I, I went back and forth on it. I mean, I, I said a few weeks ago Sam Pittman might be on the hot seat, but just with the, the effort that the guys are putting out there – I. I I don't think it's on the head coach. I think it's on the coordinators. You know, depending on what happens here. Look, if they lose three of the last four, I mean, I don't know how you keep them. I mean, that's this is this is nearing Chad Morris level bad of, of a season. But um, you know, look, if they can win, say three out of the last four, you know, don't get to a bowl game, but finish five and seven, and we, and we see good effort still. I think you keep Pittman and, and just say, look, we're going to invest in. in you know, go get the the best name out there in terms of OC, and you know what's what's working out there. I mean, you guys see it. To win in the SEC right now, you you got to be scoring in the 30s week in a week out. I mean, you know, 
this is not the SEC of 15 years ago where you can win games in the 20. It's just you've got to have an offense that flows. You've got to have a quarterback who can score. And you're right. The defense has been good. I mean, I, I thought they played their butts off against Ole Miss, uh, you know, held Bama to 24, and you know, obviously holding the opponent to seven points this past week. I get it. It was a, it was a backup quarterback in Mike Wright, but Mike Wright was a starter at Vandy last year and, and, and won a lot of games there. In fact, pulled off upsets of, uh, of like Florida and Kentucky. So, um, you know, yeah, I, I like the defense, but man, just there has to be a full overhaul of the offense. And, you know, who's going to be the quarterback next year? Um, you know, what is that system going to look like? Is, is, does Rocket come back or is he dead set on, I'm going to the NFL? Uh, you know, I'm sure his stock's been hurt with the injury. So uh, a lot of things have to happen this offseason. But, yeah, I, I, right now in the moment, guys, I'm saying you stick with Sam. But, to, you know, put the pressure on him. Dude, we have got to have a home run hire as, as, as an OC. And it can't be somebody that we're friendly with. Or we had, you know, oh, Dan Enos. We have ties. I don't give a damn about any of that. Go get the hottest name out there. It doesn't have to have any ties to Arkansas at all. Uh, but just make sure it's a good hire and, and make sure it's somebody who can come in and score some points. But um, but again, if they lose more games down the stretch and this thing goes sideways, you know, they, they finish with three or four wins on the year. I, I don't know how you keep Sam Pittman. It, it, just, yeah, it has to be a, a tough conversation. Look, man, I know we just gave you that extension, but we got to move in another direction. How do things go so wrong with Dan Enos? How did it get to this point? Is it more about Dan Enos or is it a lot about the players because we know as a coach you need to have players to be able to to succeed in the, in the first place. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, you know, I, I I hate to say this because I mean, you know, Armstrong's had his moments, but like they they still don't have an alpha receiver. I mean, who, who's ever since Traylon Burks left? I mean, who's been the guy? Um, you know, losing Trey Knox was was tough. Um, you know, I just I don't know. Like, I think this receiving court can be much much better. Uh, put it that way. So, you know, not having to go get kids out of the transfer portal and things like that. Arkansas should have at least one or two homegrown kids uh, in their backyard that that should be big time contributors at receiver. And then, you know, you go get a big four star out of another state to come in and be a guy like that. That's how they should be recruiting. Uh, and Arkansas had that for so many years. They, they always kind of had a go-to receiver. And so th- there's that. Um, you know, the, again, the offensive line has got to get better with the run blocking. I mean, we're, we're how many weeks in the season, guys? Arkansas has not had a, a 100-yard rusher this year. And I don't know it's kind of been a uh, running back by committee approach with, with Rocket out. But, um, man, it's just so many things have to improve. You know, what went wrong with Enos? I, I don't know. You know, we heard all the reports in the offseason about, oh, you know, they're, they're doing some more stuff under center. and They're going to look a little bit more pro-style. And then we see KJ out there, and he's not under center. He's a shotgun again. It's, I don't know. It's just like mixed signals about, hey, they're going to try to do this. And then we see a, a game play, and they don't do any of what we heard they were going to do. So uh, there was just a lot of mixed stuff like that. So, again, I just it, – it, it sucks. I know, I know Arkansas fans are pretty disheartened because – you know, you know that BYU game. You know, let it slip away. But you go into Baton Rouge and you have a dogfight with LSU. You had the lead. You let it slip away. But I think even at two and two, you went, man. Okay, this team's still all right. And then you go get your brains beat in by a And M. And then that's where just the the, the wheel started to fall off. But yeah, it, it couldn't have gotten much worse than this past weekend. I, again, I man, I don't know if Dan Eno's going to find another job anytime soon. <laughs> like, who wants to hire a guy that that just torched a uh, program this badly and then you see the buyout numbers and it's like good god like they really really took a took a swing and missed big time on him well what's funny too gordy is i I made the joke that it's almost like with the losses that arkansas had this year they're like okay we're gonna just make sure we score just less than what your offense does like if your offense is really great we're gonna score just a little bit under that but if your offense is terrible like with mississippi state we're gonna still make sure we score less than that like gordy i saw a game that ended seven to three in the modern day of SEC college football, <laughs> seven to three. So that's where it's just like, I guess that's where the confusion comes from. Because again, the offense has not been good, and I don't think anyone would ever look back on a highlight. But you mentioned it, like LSU on the road, they scored thirty-one points. They scored twenty-one against Bama. They, they they've scored some points here and there, and and that's what would made it so weird is Mississippi State. They're terrible, and they had a backup quarterback and. They just couldn't figure out any sort of way to get it going. That's what just doesn't make any sense. 
Yeah, and, and think about this, John. I mean, you know, just like what if? Like what if they, they get the ball back against them and they go down and score and win that one? You really think they go and lose to Mississippi State this weekend? Probably not. We'll probably see a better effort. Probably see them win. And we're talking about a team that's, you know, whatever, 4-4 four and uh, four and four or something right now and, and feeling pretty good about their chances down the stretch. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it sucks to look back and, and go what if. There were so many what ifs, so many of these close games that they lost. But you're right. I mean, we call that playing up and playing down to your competition. You, you know, you can – uh, you know, put up 30 plus points and find yourself in a shootout with LSU and, and with, uh, you know, but playing great defense against Alabama, you know, getting the ball back in your offensive hand, left and right. Um, you know, that, that's, that's why I say I don't think it's all on Sam Pittman. I don't think he should, uh, lose his job over this, but he certainly needs to be, you know, at least, uh, warned a little bit like, hey, man, whoever your next OC is, this has to be a home run hire. It just has to be. Any surprises for you uh, from college football that happened over the weekend? Yeah, I, I like. I thought we'd have like. I, I really thought the way things are shaping up in the SEC this year that we were going to have way more parity. Like I thought. Yeah, you know, I thought. Like in other words, I thought Auburn had a chance to beat Ole Miss over the weekend. They they kind of did, but Auburn doesn't have an offense. Um, you know, I kind of thought Tennessee. Could, could pull off the, the upset over Alabama, and it looked like they were on their way to doing it, up 27th half, and then completely collapsed in the second half. You know, so there, there's been little things here and there where I thought, okay, you know, this is where the SEC eats its own. It eats its own. Like, okay, South Carolina, what if they go into Mizzou and beat Missouri? That didn't happen. So we're starting to see that the, the, the top tiers in the SEC are playing like the top, the top teams now. And, you know, it, it's all going to come down to two weeks. Alabama and LSU, that game will likely decide the West. Uh, you know, Ole Miss will play Georgia in a couple weeks, so that, that will most likely take, you know, hand to Ole Miss their second loss, so that'll drop them out of the SEC West race. And then really, you know, the SEC East, we thought Tennessee or Kentucky would, would buy with Georgia for that for the East, but looking like Missouri is going to be that team. They're the best chance, and if, if um, you know if they can't beat them, then I, I think it's it's going to be chalk. We may end up with Bama, Georgia after all is said and done anyway. So, yeah, just kind of thought we'd have some more upsets throughout the conference, but we really haven't had it. It's really kind of gone chalk here in recent weeks. So, Gordy, who would you say is a little bit more of a disappointment this year, Arkansas or South Carolina? Because both teams are in a bad way. Yeah, I mean, South Carolina, well, Arkansas too. I mean, you know, you guys know the schedule makers have done Arkansas no favors over the past few years, but I thought for South Carolina, like when we looked at the preseason schedule and said, "Yeah, you're going to get a top 25 team in North Carolina out of the gates. Georgia is number one in the country. You got to go to their house. You're going to get Tennessee, who's ranked. You know, we thought either Florida or Missouri would have a chance to be ranked uh, at A and M this coming weekend. It's not going to be easy. I mean, the schedule is just absolutely brutal. So. You know, Shane Beaver, I think, has done a great job there. He's recruiting very well, and obviously they, they took strides and huge steps over the last couple seasons. And Spencer Rattler's had a nice season. Like, he's actually played really well, but it, it's the, the trenches. I mean, the O-line and the D-line are not up to par, and that's where they're getting pushed around. That's where they're getting beaten. And, yeah, they're sitting at 2-5. and five. They'll probably lose in College Station this weekend, drop to 2-6. and six. And then you've got to run the table from there. They can beat, they'll beat Jacksonville State. They'll beat Vanderbilt. They'll have a chance to beat Kentucky. And, you know, Clemson, who was looking like a preseason top-ten team, they, they're on right. They're, they've come crashing back down to earth. So there's a chance South Carolina can, can win the rest of those games and, and still get the bowl eligibility. But it's going to be tough, man. I mean, you got to win four of your last five. And it's just uh, uh, that's a lot of pressure on them. And so, yeah, it's, it, I, it will be very disheartening if South Carolina finishes the season five and seven and misses a bowl game. And I wonder if some of those big time recruits that are already in the recruiting class for Shane Beamer next year start to jump ship and decommit uh, because you know they don't like teams that that finish sub five hundred. Chris, game seven, ALCS, Rangers, Astros. This is all lit for a chance to go to the World Series. You have rivals going head to head. How do you see this matchup? And one game, winner take all, go to the World Series. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, the, the Astros have not played well at home. You know, the road team has won every game of this series, and so you would think advantage Rangers. But the pitching matchup tonight, Christian Javier has been a stud for for the Astros this postseason. Last postseason, he 
you know, through the combined no-hitter up in uh, Philadelphia in the World Series. So, uh, you know, you look at their records this postseason, he's 2-0 with a 169 ERA, and Max Scherzer, we've only seen him once. You know, he, he hadn't pitched in an entire month with the shoulder injury, and, you know, last week he gets only goes four innings, gives up five runs against the Astros. So, um, yeah, Astros bats need to show up. It's as simple as this. If the Astros bats show up tonight, the Astros are going to win. If they don't, they only score like two or three runs. They're going to lose, and the Rangers are going to be partying in Houston in their stadium, and uh, nobody in Houston wants to see that tonight. So we'll see. Uh, I think the Astros, you know, look, they, they, they're going to come out inspired and want to play and want to win this one. But, man, it, the Game sevens nothing or nothing better in sports than the, the words Game 7, and it's win or go home. And uh, I think the Astros find a way to get it done tonight and go to their fifth World Series in the last seven years. So i, I got to ask you this before I let you get out of here, Chris. Just uh, this series has been, of course, looked forward to because of it's the Battle of Texas, and it, it comes down to Game 7. Has it been everything it's li- the hype lived up to be as far as the energy, the animosity, the anger? Has it lived up to everything so far? Yeah, I thought we'd have a few more fights. You know, we had the benches clearing uh, tough uh, or tiff the other night, but, um, yeah, I thought it was kind of Bush League that they – suspended Brian Abreu, the Astros reliever. You know, they're claiming intent, saying he meant to hit or or rather uh, Garcia. Um, I I don't think so. I mean, it it was a game where the Astros were down two and they had a man all with nobody out. Why would they put two men all with nobody out to send a message, hey, you celebrated that home run and we didn't like it. Like, I just think that was stupid and it was stupid of MLB to say uh, all all the umpires agreed that it was was, uh, intentional, that they meant to hit him. So, it is what it is, but uh, no, I mean, it's been a fantastic series, and again, like, whoever wins this series is going to, you know, we're going to have a really good team, and we'll see if the Phillies get it done tonight. By the way, guys, a stat I just heard today, did not know this was a fact, the Phillies, one of the organizations that's been around for years and years and years, have never played a Game 7 before in the postseason, and so uh, likelihood is they get it done against the Diamondbacks tonight, winning six. And uh, we'll see if the Astros can win. We'll have a rematch of last year's World Series. Yeah, I've always found it so funny when uh, they have uh, they talk about players and uh, oh, you know, they're meant to throw it at them. I'm like, I don't know, man. It's the playoffs. <laughs> Sending messages and whatnot, I think that's kind of yeah. more of a regular season thing or early part of the yeah, year. The, the, the Astros get the Rangers in week two next season. If they want to send a message to uh, Adolis Garcia, they can hit him then. Just not here in the, in the postseason. Yeah. Matters. Yeah, it's like you're just not doing it that way. But, hey, it's going to be a great one. I know you've been enjoying covering, doing a great job with it. Chris Gordy of Sports Talk 790 down there in Houston, as well as the Locked On SEC podcast. Gordy, as always, man, appreciate you joining us. Enjoy the week, and we'll be catching up with you later, all right? All right, thanks, guys. Anytime. All right, appreciate it. So we're going to take another break. When we get back, we'll have more Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services. More of your phone calls and text messages, 501-661-1037. Stay with us on the other side of the break. Turner joins Justin and Wes in the zone courtesy of Motorsports Authority. Motorsports Authority has two great locations with hundreds of vehicles to choose from. Check them out online at msastore.com. Clint Turner in the zone brought to you by Motorsports Authority on your fun and game station, 1037 The Buzz. Sports Center. In the Major League Baseball playoffs over the weekend, the Phillies took a 3-2 lead in the NLCS with their 6-1 win over the Diamondbacks on Saturday night. They can punch their ticket to their second straight World Series if they win tonight's game. First pitch will be at 4:07 on TBS. The Rangers forced Game 7 in the ALCS last night, beating the Astros 9-2. First pitch for that game will be on Fox at 7:03. If the Astros and Phillies win tonight, it will be a rematch of the 2022 World Series, which saw Houston win it all. And tonight on Monday Night Football, the Vikings will host the 49 with kickoff set for 7.15. Coverage can be heard on The Buzz. Join in progress at 8 o'clock. I'm Christian Weaver with The Buzz Radio Network. I know the last three years, people have got accustomed to paying sticker price for a brand new vehicle. Well, it's not that way anymore at Red River Ram. 
If you're looking for a new Ram truck, we've got heavy-duty four-wheel drive trucks starting at $49.5 or up to $12,000 off sticker price for a Cummins diesel. And we've got $11,000 off Ram 1500 Bighorn four-wheel drive trucks. If you want the best selection and the best buying experience, make that beautiful drive right here to Heber Springs. Now during Ram Power Days. Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan, townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone. So it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that. Which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right. See Shelter Agent Richard Yeager in Little Rock or Todd Martin or Seth Boyd in Jacksonville. Your small business is always top of mind. Well, top of your mind. To get it to the top of other people's minds, you need to get your name out front, which is where Staples Print and Marketing Services can put it. A yard sign over there, brochures right here, a banner up there. In fact, your business's message could appear anywhere. And right now at Staples, get $100 off your print purchase of $250 or more. Make a splash with your small business print and marketing materials at Staples. Ends 11-4. Visit staples.com slash print for details. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Honey, I have asked you for months to clean out the attic and garage, and it is still not done. But I don't have a trailer to haul off all this junk. Just call Mini Bins. They have roll-off dumpsters that will fit right in the driveway, and they will haul it off for a low flat rate. Call them at 501-352-6464 or visit them on the web at minibins.net. Wow, I had no idea. I'm going to give them a call right now. And you should too. Give Minibins a call today at 501-352-6464 or visit them online at minibins.net. Of course, you have many options when it comes to great dining options downtown. But there's only one, Dizzy's Gypsy Bistro. Still offering a wide selection of all your favorite special craft cocktails, including beer and wine. And a menu featuring gourmet salads and delicious pastas. And Dizzy's is also the multiple-time winner of the World Cheese Dip Competition. With a dog-friendly patio, a funky eclectic atmosphere, and room for large parties with reservations, Dizzy's will have you coming back again and again. Since 1995, Dizzy's Gypsy Bistro. Dizzy'sLR.com. Make your tailgate the party of the parking lot by getting the best meats in all of Arkansas at Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Hey, 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 hey! Turn that damn jukebox on 1037 The Buzz. It's a great time to get to Twin Peaks for happy hour, 2 to 7. Later, happy hour, 10 to close. Enjoy all the food and drink specials that go along with it. Get a lunch combo starting as low as $7.99. If you want to take some food to go, you can order online, curbside, or to go, courtesy of Postmates, DoorDash, and Uber Eats. Great drink specials during happy hour. Apps for two, four, and six dollars. Twin Peaks has plenty of seating inside and out. Wall to wall TVs to see all the sports action. There's going to be sports action tonight, and even here in just a little bit over an hour and a half, where you have some Major League Baseball, and it's going to be the Diamondbacks taking on the Phillies. That's going to be the first game coming up, and then if the Diamondbacks, this is Game Six, Diamondbacks win then there'll be a Game 7 tomorrow. But speaking of Game 7, Rangers-Astros. It starts at 7 o'clock, and that is a game you want to get by Twin Peaks to be able to watch because Monday Night Football will be going on at the same time, 49ers-Vikings. Coming up this weekend, we have some crossover with MMA and boxing. It's going to be boxing, Tyson Fury and Francis Ngannou. So that fight is going to take place Saturday, October 28th, This is one of those crossover exhibition type fights where you see champs from each sport and they get together and and they box. So uh, Francis Ngannou has a background in boxing. This will be interesting. We know that Tyson Fury has been a champ for a long time and he's uh, kind of the face of the sport in heavyweight boxing. 
But Twin Peaks is always the best place to watch it all go down. It's Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. It is a Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services here on Out of Bounds. And it's been a fast-moving show, but hey, it's uh, it's it's going crazy over here with so many things to discuss and uh, happening uh, during football season and everything. But, you know, for Razorback fans, I can understand your frustrations and... Ah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be a fun week, though, right? It's gonna be great going into it and seeing all the other games going on, and even have uh, Razorback basketball this weekend against Purdue. All right, yeah, there you go. Got to get a chance to to talk about that too. So it'll be fun. It'll it will be fun, and we will get to what's training the world of sports because we've had so many uh, callers calling in, which we love, by the way, and we love uh, everybody uh, giving their thoughts and opinions because that's what makes this time of year so much fun, especially the situation that they find themselves in. Is everybody's got their own feeling about it, like. Brent, who's in Stuttgart, who's calling in. What's up, Brent? What's up, John? Hey, you need to you need to change your former slogan from Hogs by ninety. From hog by Hogs, we hope we score ten. Mm. I was gonna say I was gonna thought you were gonna go with Hogs by four or Hogs, uh, hogs yeah something hogs like that. Hogs minus four. Yeah, Hogs minus four. Negative go. four. Let's go with Hogs by four. Yeah. Let's <laughs> go. With, uh, I got it. Uh, now, do we really think that we all saw the firing of Dan Eno's coming, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, at some point, yeah. But but do we really think that that solves any problem for the rest of the year? I mean, our offensive coordinator, he's got enough problems trying to get his receivers to get separation. I mean, I don't know. I think this was a band-aid. Over a crater. What do you think? Well, I don't think anybody, or at least <laughs> I, I wouldn't think anybody would say that's fixed any problems. I certainly don't think. I don't think it changes anything, but it doesn't make it worse. Because again, could, anybody could have coached him to three points on Saturday. Could, could we get? Could we get any worse? Because we weren't blocking Montez Sweat or or uh, or Jeffrey Simmons or any of those cats. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I just don't know <laughs> what. The next four weeks are going to be telling for the Razorbacks. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think it's already been pretty telling, and the story's almost already written there, uh, Brent. But, I mean, I don't know what to expect. I, I'm kind of at the point now where let's see what happens, but I, I'm in basketball mode. I'm getting I'm getting so close to it. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I, want to, I want to move on to that. Because, like, the Jets have – I know the Jets have had their issues, and they're better still – or they're fine, but – like between that and then the the Razorbacks and everything, just football. I want it to be fun for me for some time because it hasn't been hey, fun for me this year. This is what time? Because is the basketball scrimmage is Purdue going to be on the radio Saturday? That's actually a great question. I do not know, Brent. I'm not sure if it's on the radio now. I know it's streaming on SEC Network Plus. I would assume they're doing a radio broadcast if that's the case, but I'm not sure. I'll find out for you. What time is the scrimmage? Do you is it two thirty? I think it's at two. Okay. Gotcha. Are you going to try to be there? Huh? Are you going to be there? You know, I'm thinking about it, but probably not. Probably not. I got Mm. other. I'm building a house in Thursday, and it's almost done, so Mm. I got to be over there to look at it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. By the way, it's at three. Sorry, Brent. The game's at three on Saturday, not two. Three o'clock. Okay. All right. Hey, when are y'all going to be at Twin Peaks this week, this Friday? Brent, we were there this past Friday, so it's going to be next month. What's it, the third Friday? Yeah, the third Friday of next month, which we can get the date on that. That's going to be November 17th, the week before Thanksgiving. All right. Thank y'all. Have a great day. All right. Have a great one, Brent. Appreciate it, Brent. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, now that's when it's going to be really fun when we go to Twin Peaks next month. I mean, it always is, but having that, and then the next week you got Thanksgiving, and then by the time the next week starts up, it's December, and you shift over to Christmas time. We still haven't gotten to whole, whole Halloween yet. I guess that that's still a that's still a thing people are going to be excited for. And there are already Christmas decorations out <laughs> on shelves, so you can't even get to Halloween before you already start seeing Christmas stuff out. I hate it, but it's it, I just need to stop complaining about it and, and hating on it because it's not going to change. No, it's <laughs> going to happen sooner and sooner every year. I mean, we're going to be sitting here in July at some point because we talk about Christmas in July. 
and they're going to be Christmas decorations. Just go ahead and make, like, if somebody hasn't done it yet, they just need to. Just go ahead and make, like, a store dedicated to 24-7-365 of Christmas decorations. Just get ahead of the game, because eventually it is going to get there. DB's in Little Rock. What's up, DB? Hello, now. Good to talk to you there, Joe and John. You too, DB. I was watching your podcast, your Locked On podcast last night, and uh, your, uh, well, discussment, if that's a word, of the Arkansas program right now. And uh, I'm disgusted. And why I'm disgusted is that Hunter Juracek has allowed Sam Pivin to fire one hay of a coach. And he's probably one of the best offensive coaches in the country. And I don't care what anybody says. I've been watching this team live since 1969. I went to the 1969 big shootout. I went to the 1971 game two years later where we beat Texas in a driving rainstorm War Memorial. But uh, this has been nothing but an experiment since Bobby crashed his motorcycle. And uh, Sam Pittman needs to be fired with cause, like, immediately. And I, I said they ought to give Enos a team. Because if we're going to continue to run this experiment, give it to somebody that I think very likely could show some, a lot of improvement. I mean, the guy's a lot sharper than everybody's saying he is. Uh, he's a super sharp offensive mind. He, he tried to dumb that offense down for KJ as much as he could, his offense, and try to run different schemes. You can't do anything with an offense, though, men, if you do not have an offensive line. I played the line of scrimmage in high school. I mean, you, you just cannot play offense without – I mean, the running backs aren't picking up the safety and, uh, and, and uh, corner blitzes. You know, uh, all kinds of stuff's wrong with this deal, but it's not Eno's. And for Hunter Juracek to make that decision, and I know he was involved in it, it is beyond me. So uh, I'm extremely unhappy with – him and with the program right now and i mean i was up there the other day looking at the stadium i was taking pictures in front of it and i was thinking they spent 160 million dollars and then now they've made that big bar thing up there the big flat thing and spent another 10 or 15 million on that and this is all we've got to say for it they're not going to win at florida because we have no offensive line and we have a, a head coach that's an offensive line genius supposedly and, uh, I, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, but it, it does not look good right now. And Hunter Juracek has made one hay of a mistake to fire uh, Enos. That's my opinion. Let me know what you think. I'm going to let you go. Bye. DB, that is your opinion, and I could not disagree more. I, I don't know what uh, you were looking at or why you thought that Dan Enos, if he was like the coach or the head coach, like what you saw that was making it work out. I'm not saying Dan Enos was the was the only problem. I'm not saying that at all. But if you truly believe that there was a mistake of letting Dan Enos go, I, I don't know what you were expecting. I guess you wanted Sam Pittman to be fired and then Enos take over. You think that one is going to inspire any uh, sort of... Any sort of change there? I, that's exactly what he was saying. That's what he said. Well, that's that's uh, that's sorry. That's a bad opinion. I, I just, I, I'm going to put it that way. It's that would not have changed anything, and it would not have made anything better. Like it's, again, Enos, the project just the experiment did not work out. It's as simple as that. And if Sam Pittman doesn't work out, then that doesn't work out. And then you move on from it. But um, again, the the offense was getting worse and worse every. How, I think what was it? Uh, Herb Brooks, one of the greats of. Uh, from the coach of the U.S. hockey team in 1980. He'd always make the insult. He's like, you're playing worse and worse every day, and right now you're playing like it's next week. You know, that's, <laughs> that's kind of what I felt like Arkansas was. It's like the offense is playing worse and worse every week, uh, every day, and they're playing playing like it's next month. You know, it's just horrible. So, uh, but yeah, I, I don't think it's as simple as that, but that's what it is. Hey, listen, let's just see how it plays out. And it may not be any better. It may all go, you know what, up, just like it always has been this year, it seems like. And then we can have discussions about it, too, but... I don't know. I don't think that the Enos firing was a mistake on anybody's part. The mistake was having an offense and having the offense get to this point where it's so bad. But we got more to talk about here on Out of Bounds. We have more of your phone calls and messages and your Razor Hog update coming up next. So stay with us. David Dunn here with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. 
We're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models, from transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family-owned and locally operated really means. Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, 568-2185. That's Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Arkansas Army National Guard. Aired by the Arkansas Broadcasters Association and this station. Unless you've been living under a rock, you've heard of the current turmoil in the auto industry. Rising used car prices and declining new car inventory is clearly a real possibility. But this month, Watney Chevrolet strikes back with 0% on 2023 Silverados. Call 501-982-2102. Watney Chevrolet in Jacksonville anticipated today's car climate months ago by ordering extra new inventory and assembling a fleet of quality used cars. Call 501-982-2102. Trade now because prices could soon be headed in the wrong direction. Plus, get the relief of no payments until after New Year's. Watney Chevrolet will get you right before the storm on the horizon. Watney Chevrolet, 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. Call 501-982-2102. WatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. All offers with approved credit. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, I know interest rates are high right now. That's what everybody's talking about. But if you're thinking about a project, whether it be a commercial project or you want to build a house, now's the time to come talk to you about what those future plans may look like. You know, RJ, no matter what the business environment may be, we're always there to sit down with our customers and talk about their future plans and what's going on with their businesses. And that's one thing about Southern Bank is they're a community bank. They want to be your partner. Partnering with our customers is a key to how we do business. And Chris, you know, we talk about those interest rates being high, but the one good news out of that is deposit rates. We have some great CD and checking account rates. Just give us a call and see what one of our personal bankers can do for you. If you want more information about interest rates or those deposit rates that we just talked about, call Chris and his team today at 501-424-0900 or go online at bankwithsouthern.com. Southern Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. When it comes to tailgating this football season, Edwards Food Giant is your MVP when it comes to a hassle-free tailgate party. Pulled pork smoke to perfection along with an ultimate lineup of sides and essentials that'll make your taste buds cheer and your tailgate set up a breeze. The Edwards team also features even more delicious meats like chicken, brisket, ribs, and smoked sausage, all straight from their own smokehouse. And it can all be found by clicking edwardsfoodgiant.com or by visiting your local Edwards Food Giant store. Edwards Food Giant is your MVP. Edwardsfoodgiant.com Join Puppy Up Waterock for a dog walk around MacArthur Park and a silent auction in the pavilion to fundraise for canine cancer research on Saturday, November 4th, 11 to 2 p.m. at the MacArthur Park Pavilion in downtown Woodrock. The walk starts at 1 p.m. The registration website is at puppyupwalk.org slash Woodrock. For more information, contact Fran at puppyup.org or call 501-690-1903. That's 501-690-1903. Have a watch party that everyone wants to attend at your house with the best of meats in the business. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Coach, I asked you what the host of this party was going to be serving up today. What's the drink of choice tonight? Well, you know, I, I'm not promoting it, but I like some old cold beer. I think I'm going to have one. I'm not promoting it now. On 1037 The Buzz. Push me over the limit. I'd like to call him something. I think 
God, just call it a day. Pour me something tall and strong, make it a hurricane before I go insane. It's only half past twelve, but I don't care. It is out of bounds here on a reaction Monday, folks, and I can tell you right now that with the October month quickly coming to an end we're already here in the 20s of the time of the year and or time of the month and with that we know the weather's going to be changing that deer season's going to be here that duck season's going to be here and you're going to need you a new truck you know you are you know you're driving that truck around that you got right now and it ain't the thing and ain't it you you want to show off your all your hunting buddies well look no further than getting you a brand new chevy silverado from guatney chevrolet because they still are having their great popular trade a phone for a car program and it's got even bigger values, where no matter what type of phone it is, whether it's a current phone or a flip phone or a brick phone or vintage bag phone, you can get anywhere between $500 to $700 down in down payment. That's incredible. No other place is doing that. And they're also throwing in no payments until after New Year's. No car payments for the rest of the year. And with those 2023 Chevy Silverados, which they have plenty of inventory on right now, you can get 0% with approved credit. Again, you're not getting that anywhere else you got to check them out today as they are conveniently located right there in Jacksonville off the Gregory Street exit at 1301 TP White Drive. There's a reason why they're always Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer because they do it better than anybody. So check them out today. You can also visit them online at GuatneyChevrolet.com. No matter what it is, do it with Guatney and Guatney Chevrolet in Jacksonville. Going to have your Razor Hog update presented by True Service here in just a second. Real quick, though, let's... uh, Squeeze uh, Reggie and Benton in here before we uh, start hearing from that. Well, what's up, Reggie? Well, I was hoping to get across four points, but first of all, if I get across nothing else, let's look at the fact that Sam Pittman admitted that he was wrong. He made a mistake on Saturday, and I was proud of him for that. Because you and I have made mistakes today. You and I have been in a situation we didn't know what to do with only seconds to make a decision. So for a man to do that, that's a great example for us to teach our kids because we will make mistakes. He screwed that up. That's fine. I can live with that. Secondly, Barry Swister, 50 years ago, changed Oklahoma's offense from an I-formation to a wishbone because he fit the offense to the players, not the players to the offense. Dan Eno's brought in something that we hadn't recruited these players to do. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And thirdly, on the TV set, uh, 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 I'm going to get on all four, and then y'all can cut me off. Did y'all see the, when that uh, football player from Mississippi State pulled his helmet off in the middle of the field and ref told him to put back on on that fumble play? Yes, I did see that. And for some reason, I thought it was a penalty if you took your helmet off. It is a penalty. Okay. 15 yards. But the ref told him to put his helmet back on, and we just, everybody whitewashed that. I don't have one good eye, and I saw that. I said, <laughs> wait a minute. That's a penalty right there. And fourthly, Kenny Guyton, if he sticks to that play design, if you go back, I want you, John, because you were at the game, to go back and watch the, the telecast, the commentator kept saying, we got receivers running patterns. I can't blame a receiver for running his pattern, whereas one man can cover two. The scheme is lousy. Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. If Kenny Guyton tries to set the play call itself out of bad scheme design, we're still going to fail. I agree with you, Reggie. I agree, and that's why you're hoping it just changes somehow because yeah, what they're doing now ain't working. Ain't working. Put in five plays. That's five, <laughs> six plays. If that's all you got, that's all you got. Because Oklahoma that year, they got blowed out by Texas. The first time they were the wishbone, at the end of the season, they blowed Alabama out, and in 71, they was fighting the best for the national championship. You go back. You check it for yourself. All right. Well, Reggie, we appreciate you calling in, man. All right, brother. All right, yeah, got you got your four points in. Uh, I think that that's kind of where everyone's at too, Joe. Like, you know, the offense. If you if you got Kenny Guyton in, it, that's great. But if you're if you're doing this, you can't be running the same stuff. You can't be running the same plays. Can't be running the same routes and just expect no. Now it'll be fixed. Like it's, it's a lot more than that. Coach so, Pittman said as much. Yeah. So we know if it starts with him and he can see it, then it it is a big time problem. And that's what the move was made for to bring about some change, and we'll see what that change happens to be. Well, it's better change for the sake of everyone's sanity. Hopefully it does. But, hey, listen, we got just a few minutes before we take a top-of-the-hour update. Uh, but let's get to your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. Guys, I've got just one thing I want to say to you. Touchdown, Arkansas! Arkansas wins the national championship! The Arkansas Razorbacks have completed the dream season! Oh, bye! 
1990. This is your Razor Hog Update on Out of Bounds, presented by True Service Community Federal Credit Union, where they offer new mortgage loans, refinancing, auto loans, and small business loans. Online at trueservice.net. All right, so for your Razor Hog Update, Sam Pittman met with the media today, and we already heard about what he had to say about Enos, but will Enos being fired fix the issues? Well, I mean, each, you know, it's just like I told our offensive staff, you know, with Dan, with Dan uh, not here anymore, that doesn't mean all of a sudden, oh, well, all the, all our answers are solved. I mean, hell, we've got offensive line issues, back issues, running route issues, tight end issues. I mean, so, uh, you know, Dan took the blunt of it on that, but we all haven't been coaching as well as we have in the past. We haven't. And maybe it was, you know, that you have to coach a little bit more than in a fast-paced type. I don't know what the reason was. I wish I did. We'd had it fixed by now. Also, can uh, whatever Sam Pittman's doing with the offensive coordinator position, assuming he's going to be the coach next year, does he feel like he can handle the OC hiring and get somebody in here to make that offense great again? we got to get some more players and things. But I'm real confident that we can get it back to uh, – what is a respectable plus for the for the state of Arkansas. And to be honest with you, that's really all I'm worried about. I'm not worried about my job. I'm not worried about, I'm worried about the damn state of Arkansas. And, uh, and having them proud of our football team. And hell, I'm not right now, and I know they ain't, and I get it. You know, but it's I'm the only one that can change it. So we're going to work like hell to get that done. So why did it not click with KJ? What was it with KJ in this offense just not clicking? We just we just didn't click in it. And uh, you know when he came from Maryland, they had great success over there uh, in their offenses. But I do think that we've got to uh, allow KJ uh, uh, to take some of some of the things off his plate that we were obviously trying to teach him for now and for his future. Um, but we need to take those things off his plate because he's not playing fast and uh, and uh, not playing and he's not as accurate throwing the football as what he has been in the past and some of those things have to be mentally they, they have to be mental and then we've got to take some things off his plate as well. Arkansas has a bye week this week, and uh, according to Bet Saracen, they're actually favored in the bye week. So there you go. Uh, but Arkansas also will be taking on Florida on the road in Gainesville a week from this Saturday, and it was officially announced, no surprise, but also no issue that that game will be at 11 a.m. Central Time on Saturday. Also got Arkansas and Purdue coming up this weekend in Bud Walton Arena. It's exciting times for that. So uh, we'll get you ready for that as the week goes on, too. But there's your Race Rog update presented by True Service. We're going to take another top-of-the-hour update. When we come back, it'll be the final hour of Out of Bounds. We'll have best and worst of the weekend. We'll have more of your phone calls and text messages. Still got to do uh, what's trending in the world of sports. And we'll keep it moving here on Out of Bounds. So stay with us. Hi, neighbor. It's Garen with Shamrock Roofing. Insurance deny you coverage on that roof? You won't be denied at Shamrock. Visit shamrockroofer.com for a chance to win a new roof absolutely free. Just visit shamrockroofer.com where one call does it all. It's kayak chaos at Arts Marine. Pick your perfect kayak from their large inventory and start exploring the natural state. Right now, get 20% off feel-free kayaks. We also slash prices on Mokin 10 and Lure 10 kayaks. Your granddaddy trusted.